Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Welcome everybody, Bob Stoffer joining you, and we are live at Rogers Place in Ice District. We got ourselves a Game 3 in a series tied 1-1 after a uh, strong performance from the Edmonton Oilers Saturday in Vegas. Hope you're having a magnificent Monday. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by World of Spas. Aiken after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Right now, there's a bunch of individuals in their late 40s, early 50s. When you open up with that song, taking you back to the Thunderdome, uh, back in the day on Argyle in 99, going a little bit of old school for you. We had a jam-packed show. We got a recap of Edmonton's victory and it was a uh, wonderful performance from the Oilers Saturday in Las Vegas. We'll hear from uh, Edmonton Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft, Leon Dreisaitl, Evander Kane, Matthias Ekholm, all coming up in the first half hour of the show. Then we're going to hear from you on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. The River Cree Bringing the heat this summer, Alberta's newest and biggest outdoor music festival. July 8th, the night of country. They've got Billy Carrington, Gary Alley, Mackenzie Porter, and more. Get your tickets now at RiverCreeResort.com. And you can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to AshleyFiveFloors.com for more information. We're on Twitter at Oilers now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, over at the 630 Chad Studios. Brendan Escott at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. So we go fully interactive for a half hour. Then at 105 today, George LaRock. He's actually in Edmonton. He'll join us for Contract Equipment Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rental and sales. We're at 135 today. Al May. At 2.05, Edmonton Oilers assistant GM Keith Gretzky, an end-of-the-year exit interview on the Oilers' prospect of growth and development. And at 2.35, courtesy of Legacy Heating and Cooling, John Shannon. Lots to get to. Our top story, it's Game 3. The series is tied 1-1. Edmonton 18-6 and all-time as an organization with tied at 1 after uh, the opening two games of the series. The top story brought to you, as always, by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Uh, Bobby and Steve and the gang at Legacy, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. Brendan's back in the studio. Brendan, pretty uh, solid performance from the Edmonton Oilers on Saturday. Uh, certainly. I think they, I mean, it's a performance that we know that they're capable of. We've seen them deliver several times over the course of the year, but uh, obviously the most impressive part to me, not only uh, in the way that they dominated the scoreboard, was certainly the way that they answered the bell and didn't back down one iota from anything that Vegas was trying to throw at them physically either. This is going to be a tough Edmonton team to knock off. Yeah, and uh, it was physical late. We'll discuss that a little bit. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl scoring two more goals in Saturday's game, and to me, he was de- he was sort of passing off. He had opportunities maybe to add to it. Leon Dreisaitl scoring six goals in the opening two games of an NHL playoff series. It's the first time in NHL history that's ever happened. The Oilers had a pair of players, Glenn Anderson back in 1983 and uh, Yari Curry in 1985, 
score five goals in the opening two games of a series, but not six. Dreisaitl did it. He's the first player in the league to do it. And uh, Connor McDavid added a couple goals in Saturday's game as well, just the second time in Oilers' uh, uh, history with those two players together that they both sniped a couple in the same game. Uh, and all you need to do is, and I hate to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. And I know right now some of you are going to be appreciative of this. Uh, you need your best players to uh, to step up. And the Oilers' best players have been their best players. You can maybe argue they need a little bit more out of their support guys. I thought it was a pretty good overall performance. We'll get to the audio vault momentarily. But, Brendan, right now the Toronto Maple Leafs are down 3 nothing to the Florida Panthers. And... Uh, Austin Matthews, and I'm not saying he's played poorly, he just hasn't scored, but Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, John Tavares, and William Nylander, how many goals have those guys combined for in the uh, first three games of the series against Florida? Zero, Bob. Zero. And Drysaddle and McDavid have eight between the two of them. You need your best guys to be your best guys. And here's where I tell you. I've said this before. It's funny. Sometimes people misinterpret what I'm saying here, but what I'm saying is pretty blunt. When a player, there have been players in the past that have opted not to go into a place like Erie. Connor McDavid went to Erie. There have been players in the past that have not gone to Prince Albert. Leon Dreisettle went to Prince Albert. Those two players could have charted other courses, but it was about the hockey. And they'll tell you they like playing there. And, you know, we saw Caden Gooley go to Prince Albert. To me, it reveals the character because we can relate to it here at Edmonton because at times we've heard stories in the past and at times you've got guys, oh, there's no way that uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl are going to sign extensions. Just remember, there's one place where Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl get a play together, and that's in Edmonton. And uh, there's one place where the team's got the built-in money for those two players carrying forward, and that's in Edmonton. And there's one thing that helps make the decision easier. Win it. Okay? And the Oilers, two top players, they drive it, and they were part of winning on Saturday. As we go into the Oilers Now Audio Vault, it is brought to you by Direct Workwear. Direct Workwear, bringing you women's workwear. A women's-only workwear store opening just four doors down from Direct Workwear on Gateway Boulevard. Check them out at womensworkwear.ca. Jack Michaels is your play-by-play voice in the Oilers Radio Network for the entire playoffs. Here we go. Game two, round two against Vegas. Business as usual for the Edmonton Oilers as they lose a game one in a playoff series. But in three of their last four, they've rallied to win game two and eventually the series, including twice against Los Angeles, once last year and once this year. This is game two of the best of seven Western Conference semifinals. Beaten off the draw was Nick Waugh. Here's a drive, Bouchard, tip, save, rebound, score. Try title of the series, 12th of the playoffs, and Edmonton takes a 1-0 lead at 2:21 of the first period of Game 2. Shot Nugent Hopkins. Off the slaw, rebound to Hyman. Taken by Nugent Hopkins. Bouchard high slot. Vegas cannot get a clear. Slot shot. Score! 2-0 Edmonton. Bouchard pounds it home, and the Oilers lead Game 2 by a deuce. Chance, a steal on Theodore, and here comes Connor McDavid. Pulls away from Theodore to the net, pokes it home. Short-handed goal. 
Connor McDavid, 3-0 Edmonton. That's the world's best player going up against Theodore, who's an exceptional skating defenseman. And Connor got an inside track on him and then sifted one through the five hole. And the Oilers are up 3-0. A dump in for Slaw giveaway. A shot, Yamamoto just wide. Rebound, Yamamoto circle center. What timer score? And once again, it's Leon Dreisaitl. Six goals in the series, 13 in the playoffs, and Edmonton running Vegas right out of its own building at 4-0. Dreisaitl wins the draw. Already a 4-0 lead in game two. Here's Nugent Hopkins. Side of the net, McDavid. Shoots and scores. Connor McDavid, power play goal. We're going to have a fight. Kulak against Brett Howden. Right at center ice. Kulak wrestled into the Vegas bench. No meaningful punches exchanged, and Kulak ends up on top of him. And now a scrum at the opposite end of the ice, some pushing and shoving, and Evander Kane starting to get some punches loose. He is pounding away on the midsection with three, four, five right-handed shots right in the ribs on Keegan Kolasar. He belted him, and now Kolasar is up and trying to get at Kane. Kane's got him in a headlock. And now switches up on him. Kolasar trying to enact punching room, but Kane has him tied up, and now Kolasar finally getting that right arm free just as the linesmen move in. When you when you want to f around, you sometimes you got to find out, so um, that's what happened. Off an oiler turnover, swatted into the net by Ivan Barbashev. Waist tie, that will count, and it breaks out the shutout bid for Stuart Skinner. Barbashev's goal of the series. 5-1. Austin and White Cloud are now going to exchange punches. Costin lands a couple of overhand right hooks to the left ear of White Cloud. Who's wrapping up Costin. Now CeCe and Carrier end up out of the pile. Costin and White Cloud have been separated. CC engaged with Carrier, but we're not going to see any heavy lumber thrown there. And ultimately, the players will be pried apart. And this is basically the third melee that's broken out here in the last 22 minutes or so for game two. And Edmonton polishes off Vegas 5-1 to even this best of seven Western Conference semifinal at a game apiece. They went a little old school late in the game, and the Oilers stepped up and battled for one another. The end of the day, Edmonton wins 5-1. Series is tied 1-1. Uh, I don't know if momentum gets carried. We'll get to some of today's thoughts as uh, we go back in the audio vault. Jay Woodcroft today on Vegas. The other day we were in Las Vegas, and we talked about how, you know, our team down the stretch run had the record that it had, which was a pretty impressive record. But the team with the next best record was the Vegas Golden Knights. And one thing about them, when you dig into who they are, uh, what their strengths are, everything like that, one thing you realize is that they can score goals. So they can score goals. Uh, so, you know, for us, it was quite clear the, the difference between game one and game two was our attention to detail on the defensive side of things um, I think you have to respect the fact that they they can score goals but so can we goals they lead the NHL playoffs with 4.25 goals per game Jay Woodcroft was asked well does momentum carry from game two to three 
You know, I'm not a big believer in momentum carryover game to game. I think you have to go out and reestablish things. Each game is its own entity. Um, you know, I think we went down to Vegas. We earned a split. Um, but at the same time, our focus is not on what's in the rear view mirror. It's what's directly in front of us. And for us, uh, that's to try and win a home game in front of our passionate fan base here. Uh, one of the things that the Oilers, we, we mentioned a stat. I mean, the Leafs are down 3 nothing. They've got $40 million worth of players that have yet to score a goal in their series against Florida. Florida's a good team. I mean, Florida's won six straight games now. Came back, won the final three games against Boston, won three against Toronto. Those games have all been close to the Leafs. The Panthers haven't run away from them. But the Panthers are up 3 nothing, and their big dogs haven't delivered. The Oilers' big players... Uh, they've been money. Here's Jay Woodcroft about the Oilers having self-motivators. One of the biggest strengths of um, our team and our organization is the people that that we have. And, uh, you know, for our top players or players like Derek Ryan or players that may be on a quote-unquote bottom six, um, we don't prod anybody. We provide our players with information. Uh, we reward, um, you know, the people that are giving us what we need. We might dial back ice time if we don't think we're getting enough in, uh, from certain others. Um, but in the end, we're blessed with great people. Every single person in there works for each other, and uh, we're pushing to try and win. And we know the challenge before us here tonight is a great one, uh, but we feel good about it. Jay Woodcroft, Oilers head coach. Edmonton's power play in the series is at 5 of 9. That's 55%, and they didn't even use the first or second power play unit, the power play at the end of the game when things got a little bit stupid down in Vegas on Saturday. So really it's 5 of 8, which would be 62.5%. 56% in the playoffs overall. Think about that for a second. Of course, the Oilers set a record at 32.4 in the regular season, and Jay Woodcroft was asked, does the power play percentage mean anything to you? You know, what we talk about every day, whether that's uh, in the middle of October, the middle of January, or the middle of May, as we're approaching right now, we talk about our process. We talk about doing things the right way. Um, you know, what has happened through the first eight games of our playoff season has happened. That's in the rearview mirror. We're, we're focused on making sure that we're prepared for tonight uh, to anticipate adjustments that the other team might try and uh, implement in order to stop it. Um, but as I've said in this this room before, we try and use the 82-game schedule of the regular season in the NHL to set us up um, for success at this time of year. And part of that is arming your players with the tools they need to be successful. Um, you know, our guys are going out and executing, but as I said, that's in the past. We're worried about what, what, what that power play is going to do tonight. And speaking of the power play, Leon Dreisaitl, who has 13 goals matching the highest amount of goals scored last year by Nathan McKinnon and the orders of Andrew Kane. Leon Dreisaitl was asked today whether or not the power play's production is sustainable. Probably not, but, you know, we've been doing it for eight games now or whatever it has been, and, um, you know, there's going to be some, up, some ups and downs in, in that regard as well in our power play. We know that, but uh, we st- we try to stay as, as consistent as we can and, and you know, try, try to keep it at a high, at a high percentage. And uh, one of the things the Oilers have is versatility on the power play, according to Dreisaitl. That is our power play right there. You explained it. Um, I think 
sometimes power plays get tend to get a little stagnant and, and, and uh, slow moving and, and, and that's when it's predictable right you know where everyone's standing and I think that that's what makes our power play so dangerous that you know we got guys that can play in every situation and in, in, in every spot so yeah take big pride in that. And Evander Keen, meanwhile, uh, feels the Oilers have uh, some big game players. It's just guys uh, wanting to elevate their game in, in different areas of the game. Um, obviously, there's there's guys that, uh, you know, you look at Leo, he's has 13 goals or whatever he has in six or seven games or whatever it is. And um, But I think everybody's stepping up in different ways. Um, and I think you need that in the team. And I think it's important at this time of the year to make sure you do elevate your game because if you don't elevate your game in the playoffs, um, you're not going to go very far. And uh, the Oilers do have a degree of physicality, something that Matthias Ekholm addressed today. Well, that's part of the playoffs, right? So uh, we knew uh, in that game going up 5 nothing pretty early in the game, I mean, it was almost just halfway through, uh, there's going to be some physicality and great on our part to step up and, and answer the bell. And I think we have a lot of guys that can do it in here. I think we necessarily maybe don't need to do it. I don't think that's our game plan. But um, at the same time, physicality is going to always be uh, part of our game and physicality is always going to be uh, a part of the playoffs. So I think for that matter, it was great for us stepping up and, and showing that, um, yeah, we can bowl around. Others did not get bullied around. What did Evander Kane say? Round and find out. Uh, and here's Matthias Eckholm's thoughts uh, ahead of game three tonight against Vegas. Just really focusing on the way we played in the second game, and I think that's more the standard that we want to play with. I thought we were really connected all over the ice. I thought we did uh, some really good things. Obviously not not just the goals. Uh, I think the way that we actually played and executed out there and, and the way the game plan we want to present. So, yeah, that's where my mindset is, whether they're going to have to be bringing their best. Otherwise, we'll, 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 we'll just focus on playing the same way. That is the Edmonton Oilers defenseman, Matthias Eckholm. So we heard from Drysaddle, Kane, Eckholm, and Jay Woodcroft. We'll hear from you at 1235. We'll hear from Brendan Escott when we come back with NHL Today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Game three tonight at Rogers Place. You're listening to Oilers now. Let's go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com, 1227 in Edmonton. Here's Brendan Escott. Oilers Golden Knights, the only game on the docket tonight. 4.30 face-off show, 6.30 puck drop. NHL Draft Lottery goes tonight. Uh, Anaheim has the best odds in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. I, I think that's virtual now, Bob. Do you know? No, and to be frank with you, I don't really give a... <laughs> Sorry. Well, we're, we're uh, different, different place, days. buddy. You know what? Different I, times. In I, I, would, I would kind of quietly smile if the Montreal Canadiens won the lottery and they got Connor Bernard. Hmm. And I'd do the same if Vancouver happened to win their oh, hometown Oh, see, you know that? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, would, I don't mind if, he, if it's a Canadian <laughs> team out east with the exception of the Leafs. Understood. Uh, Dave Haxtell, Jim Montgomery, and Lindy Ruff are the Jack Adams Award finalists. Thomas Tatar fined $5,000 for high-sticking Sebastian Ajo in that blowout game three and in the western league Kamloops forcing a game six in the western conference final it actually goes tonight in Kamloops 4-2 final on Saturday night in Kent Washington over the Thunderbirds the uh, Winnipeg Ice awaiting the winner of that series in the league final Bob. and North Bay is going to seven against Peterborough uh, Petrov scored yesterday so uh, been dealing I think he had a little bit of a hand wrist issue during the season 
uh, hasn't been scoring as much. I think he's got 16 or 17 points in the playoffs, but game seven in uh, the North final uh, in the OHL. London's already on the other side. All right, we're going to head off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn, and then it's you for the next half hour. You can chime in. How much did you love Saturday? How much did you love that Ken Holland's built a big, heavy, tough team that can deal with the crap, too? What about Leon Dreisaitl? It's amazing what we're watching, especially when you contrast it to some challenges elsewhere. You can reach us on the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063, or text us on the Ashley Pine Floors text line. You're listening to Oilers Now. Randy, up next. 